Hello and welcome to day 66 of our Bible reading course, where we continue with the Sermon on the Mount. Today's passage is Matthew chapters 6 and 7. Let's pray. Almighty God, whose glory fills the heavens and the earth, I worship you for who you are and all that you do. Speak to me now as I listen to your word, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness! No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? 
Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? or What shall we drink? or What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way as you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognise them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes, or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognise them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. 
But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority, and not as their teachers of the law. Having set out the values and attitudes which characterise the citizens of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus now turns to how his disciples will practice their faith. Giving to the poor, prayer and fasting were, and still are, three essential aspects of personal devotion in Judaism. As with the law of Moses, Jesus both reaffirms them, but also takes us beyond mere legalistic and ostentatious performance to the underlying motives. Yes, you must give to the poor, but don't make a fuss about it. You must pray, but privately and simply. You must fast, but don't play to the audience. On each occasion the same phrase is repeated. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. In other words, it's not about bigging up your ego. It's about helping the poor, praying for what you need, and disciplining your body, so that you might be attentive to God. What it says on the tin. In the centre of this section, and indeed the whole sermon, is the Lord's Prayer, or we might say, the Prayer of the Kingdom, since that is its concern. Citizens of the Kingdom know God as their Father, and regard his name as holy. They seek and work for his will on earth, just as it's done in heaven. They trust him to provide their daily necessities, and to forgive their sins. They in turn do not withhold forgiveness from those who have offended them. Finally, they ask for God's help in resisting the evil one and all forms of temptation. At times we can make this prayer too complicated and too formal, whereas in keeping with the rest of this section, it's the simple, direct and heartfelt anchor point for the daily life of the disciple. Jesus then moves on to speak about a range of other matters, including money and possessions, about which he has much to say in the Gospels. Looking to God for our basic needs, as has just been prayed, and not judging others. In chapter 7 verse 12 he states what's been called the Golden Rule, summing up the Old Testament law and prophets in a nutshell. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. Finally, he rounds off his sermon with a warning and vivid illustration about the importance of not just listening to all that he's been teaching and understanding what God's will is, but actually doing something about them and putting them into practice. The letter of James takes up this point years later. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. His illustration is that of someone looking at their face in a mirror and then immediately forgetting what they've just seen. Although Jesus had started the Sermon on the Mount by addressing his disciples, by the time he's finished the crowds have gathered and are astounded by what he's just said and the authority with which he spoke. Once again this serves Matthew's purpose of showing Jesus as a great teacher who communicates God's word. 
Jesus upholds the value of the outward marks of faith, while highlighting the importance of the inner devotional life as well. What specific things would I say fall into these two categories? How do I check out on them? Is there a consistency and balance between them in me? There are many memorable verses in today's reading. Which stand out for me? A central one at the end of chapter 6 is, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. How can putting God first reduce my anxiety and stress, particularly during this worldwide pandemic? And how good am I at putting the words I read in scripture or listen to in sermons or receive from God in other ways into practice? Is it the hearing that's important to me or the doing? Lord God, my Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of prayer and that you know what I need even before I ask. Help me to trust you for all that I need each day and not to worry about the things I have no control over. Help me instead to store up treasures in heaven, investing well in the people and purposes you've called me to. Amen.